welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 174. Today, our guest is Randy Pitts. He's the owner and winemaker at Harvest Moon Winery, Vineyards and Winery, mm-hmm. out on Olivet Road. Welcome, Randy. Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you're here in person. I think the last time we recorded with you it was probably one of the hottest days on record, and we were out at the we were, winery yeah. <laughs> walking around the vineyard, <laughs> and our equipment kept failing. I remember it was a hot day. It was a hot day. I think we just we, we, we concluded pretty quickly the vineyard tour and found ourselves yes. under the shade <laughs> with a glass of something. Cold You're like, here's the vineyards. Let's get in the yeah, tasting no, room. No, I remember that. That's <laughs> the chase. That's funny. But that was fun. So it's great to have you back. It's been two years of everyone in lockdown and no one speaking to anyone, and um, it was so fun. Like you said, you walked in this morning. We got to give each other a hug. It's like wow, it's back to the good old days. So what's happening these days at Harvest Moon if people come to see you? So springtime is well underway in the Russian River Valley. We uh, it's, So we had a pretty tumultuous winter. It was cold and oh, wet man. and rainy. Not complaining. Our underwater aquifers are filling up. Our ground is still soaked. Uh, it's still wet. And so, you know... Um, we're a little bit behind with with what uh, some of the springtime activities that have been occurring, but we are happy to have all the rain that we got in December and January and February and March and April. <laughs> yeah, and so exactly. now, now it's time to dry out and for us to uh, – it's been the sort of hurry up and wait situation where we're waiting, waiting, waiting patiently. But uh, even after uh, the rain stop, we're still a week or so out before we can get out there because our tractors will sink. Right. And every once in a while you'll see yeah. somebody a little bit – Ambitious, ambitious to get out yeah. there to, and you know and big know, mistake. The, there's the tractor <laughs> stuck for a pontoon boat to get out there. <laughs> Often, yeah, certainly. So we uh, we are well underway. Bud break is rolling. We made it through frost season, which was a, a good sign because not only do we have a lot of water down on the ground, we have uh, a lot of buds that made it through the frost period, which means water in the ground and a relatively light. Uh, harvest from 2022 means that there's going to be a lot of fruit, I think, going to set on the vine in 2023. Uh, and now all, all we have to do now is deal with uh, mildew. Oh, so yeah. yeah, we are, we farm uh, organic. We're not certified, but we do, we, mm-hmm. we do what we just feel is right, which is stop spraying the the stuff that is being sprayed out there. And that's it's sort of a tenuous, so, uh, tough conversation to have with some people because they, you know, old school dudes or whatever, but um, the, <laughs> the, the solution in the future is stop spraying right. glyphosate, uh, stop putting the poison pellet in the ground, and um, overhead sprinklers. That's Those are the three things that I, uh, I, I'm told I, I harp on, but it's just something that I'm really passionate about, which is leaving healthy land to our our next generation. Well, I mean, that's where you raise your family. You know, that's, so it's important, right? Yeah. And yeah, there's stories about how, you know, the the pivotal moments when you realize, like for me 13 years ago, after my 21 years of farming, uh, was the dogs running underneath the the irrigation hoses crossing over. And then later that night, my children had their faces in their fur. And when you strip spray, you strip spray along the the hose. And I, I just, I... Sort of a proverbial come to Jesus That's moment. A, yeah, a yeah. little epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, springtime is rolling. We are looking forward to uh, 
So as a Zen guy, Russian River Valley, you know, we're known for Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And every once in a while, you'll find these little plots of Zinfandel uh, located. And we are definitely Zen people. And years like this, we're looking at some mildew and some challenges out there in the vineyard. Uh, so we'll spray a little bit of sulfur, organic sulfur out there, and pull some leaves, get some airflow through, mm-hmm. and um, hope that we're going to have the black pepper, which is a component in Zinfandel that sometimes you capture. Mm. You, you farm the same vineyard year and year in and year out. Right. And some vintages, uh, it's this sort of brooding wild black fruit and the spicy black pepper. And other vintages, it's this really floral, perfumey red fruit, candied sort of juicy red fruit thing. And there is a La Nina, El Nino mm-hmm. correlation, mm-hmm. but uh, the the ever alluring and alluding or um, hard to hard to capture is that black pepper. And I think this year is going to be that. So I mean, it's funny to me as you're talking about Zinfandel, because I just had a conversation with someone at, um, that I work with about the Russian River. And I kept saying, well, it's really just, they're known so much for the Pinot and Chardonnay, Russian River, Pinot, Chardonnay. But then we're like, no, Zinfandel, I'm thinking Zinfandel. But then Yay. Yes, That's there is a lot of Zinfandel, yeah, and, Zinfandel and Olivet Road. There's Yeah, there's a lot, over, and some old vines in um, that direction. Certainly, and, yeah. and you make that awesome sparkling Zinfandel. I, so I, I wanted to bring the 2020 sparkling Zin, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it. That is like to my... the ultimate Thanksgiving wine. Yeah. I always have that at Thanksgiving. I just because... think it looks like jewels. That yeah. color of that is it's beautiful. Anyways, speaking of sparkling, let's talk about our wine of the day. That's what I was thinking. Toast first, and then we'll um, yeah. you know talk about it. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Glad you're here. Thanks for having me. So this is a new one for you, Beth. This is a sparkling Verdello. I've never seen anything like this. So there's, yeah, it's one of a kind. It's also Brut Zero. It came from Lodi. So Lodi fruit is usually a little softer in acidity, Uh a little riper. We picked it about 19 bricks. This is our 2021. So asses were nice and firm in 21. Oh, my gosh. Um, The nose on this is wonderful. It's like lemony and bright. So Verdello is a Portuguese white varietal, and they call it Verdeo. Yes. Uh, I think they call, it's also been called the kissing cousin to Vino Verde. Oh, yeah. So this is the Vino Verde of Portugal, uh-huh. light, fruity, small berries, um, relatively thick skins. Well, my husband's Portuguese, so I can buy this for myself but say, honey, I bought it because it's a Portuguese grape. Always looking for an excuse, <laughs> <Yeah>. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Got to work whatever angle you can. Wow, this has it's like lean and zesty. And so what's fun about this, we re- it's a 21. We were able to release it early. If you don't add dosage or sugar mm-hmm. at the end when you after you riddle it. And by the way, we're one of four wineries in all of Sonoma County that make our own in-house sparkling That's wine. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of us out there doing it because it's not easy. There's a lot of wineries offering sparkling right. wines in their tasting room and through their wine club, which is smart because this sparkling is actually the only real growth sector in the wine world right now. And don't you have to have special equipment? Special equipment and knowledge, skills, and abilities that are different than typical um, enology, winemaking. And then, you know, with sparkling, if you screw up, there's no fixing it. You just, uh, you dump the wine and then you recycle the expensive bottle and then you try it again. (laughs) That's delicious. And so anyway, so... I'm so so excited. Yeah, we, because it was grown in a really warm region... Uh, we did make it in this lower alcohol style, uh-huh. in this, um, this traditional method champenois, uh-huh. French style. Uh, but it is softer in acidity, which allowed us to not need to add dosage. Uh-huh. In other words, no sugar to this wine. This is Brut Zero. And when you see Brut Zero yeah. out there, not only is there no sugar added at the 
riddling and disgorging process right before you cork Cajun foil. There's also no sulfur in this wine. This wine is unmessed with. Mm-hmm. I've ne- I would never have thought of a Verdeo in a sparkling wine. No, I, when I read but the it makes sense. sense. <laughs> so we are now it's 2022. We made uh, nine sparkling wines. Different. Oh my gosh. It's an, It was an absolute nightmare up wow. front. <laughs> I, have, I you know you make sparkling wines. You pick them earlier. Right. Than typical. So there was a lot of upfront early uh, harvest work that went on to capture these wines at this like lower sugar level. But we are actively doing sparkling wines and turning sparkling into a verb to bubble it. Mm -hmm. And like, why not make a sparkling rose Sangiovese? Right. uh, A sparkling Verdello, Mm -hmm. of course, our sparkling Pinots and Zins. We do a nice dry sparkling Gewurz. And that was the first time, first sparkling we did before. You're right about the category growth. Sparkling is like just blowing up. It's huge. It's amazing. And younger people are really coming into Mm -hmm. through sparkling. It's not just, you know, everyone thought it's an occasion wine, but it's an everyday wine. This is eminently parable. Well, that's the thing. And I think it, um, the reason I think I was drawn to, to it years ago is because I felt like it was, it made what I was drinking seem so special. You know, the sparkling. You know, well, it's like we, I can pour a glass of wine. That's fine. But I just felt like the sparkling, I felt like I was really treating myself to something there was special. A, Beth likes so, a glitter bomb in her I, glass. I, well, I mean, yeah. it, but it does feel like it's special. Like it's it can be having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I have this amazing bottle of bubbles to go yeah. with it. So the, the sparkling industry has spent tens of millions of dollars in marketing to let us know that while it can fuel like a celebratory experience, you don't need a celebratory right. experience to have it. In other words, no. Tuesday, Tuesday you guys got home, dogs fed, and you, you had an early dinner. Have uh, you know, have a glass of sparkling. Right. And... We in, in in wine country we had over this winter called things called atmospheric rivers, which yeah. it feels like it's about eight or ten years old. Years ago we started to hear this this right. term, right? And now they're having what's called super blooms coming off of this atmospheric river. I have a super bloom in my backyard. I'm so excited about it. I have a hillside. We've lived there six years, and the hillside usually has you know a few wildflowers here and there. Mostly, I just can't wait till you know May. I weed whack them; it's all dead and crappy. And this year, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! I just sit there every day and look at how spectacular. Have it is. you noticed the poppies are bigger oh, than ever? I've never seen poppies so big, and the colors so vibrant. There's so much water in the ground, yeah. and as it warms up, the roots warm up, and as the roots warm up, all that stored is into the carbohydrates growth. just. Yeah. It's going to be a, a pretty impressive um, June, May and June. I think so. But the size of the poppies, usually they're little delicate things, but oh, they look like dinner plates. Everything's just happy. It's so yeah. it's so cool to sit in my yard, and, and then that brings all the more bees and birds, and everybody's happy. I mean, it's yeah. a great time to come out to Sonoma County. Yes, I was I mean, just going to say. Especially the Russian River Valley. Yeah, time to especially visit. Especially the Russian River Valley with a glass of bubbles. So what would you uh, pair with this? Randy. So my, my partner, Erin, she spent some time in Argentina, mm. and she learned about the Argentinian um, empanadas. I was just oh, yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah. empanadas would be awesome. Yeah, and so the recipe is going to be a great recipe because, you, you know, it's like stuffed, stuffed with stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, yes. It, <laughs> we like it. We can pick it up, and it's flaky. Yes. And it's, you know, we get our bread fix because we're not a lot – we don't eat a lot of bread right. anymore. So when we do eat, like, you know, bready stuff, we yeah. want to make sure it's really good. Mm, the highest it. level of bread. Yeah, We're going to have a carb, make it count. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Certainly uh, crab cakes, oysters, calamari. I Ugh. mean, pretty much anything out of the ocean is going to go great with this. Uh, we So built this wine um, 
for sort of just coming home. And uh, for me, when we get home, we water a little bit our garden. We walk the, the garden a little bit. Have a Every night. That's my nightly thing yeah. with a glass of bubbles, usually. Grateful in California that mm-hmm. we have the weather patterns and the climate that allows us, if you're at all a garden person. Like, right. I mean, my, my, um, my partner's parents moved from Minnesota out to California because they're avid gardeners and they just, they wanted a larger garden. Right. And, and, and more and a larger time, season. <laughs> a longer season. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine having less time. I mean, I don't feel like I have enough as it is, but that's my routine every night when I get home. Occasionally, my husband will say, I watered. I'm like, well, why did you water? That's that's my thing. <laughs> I get to come home and water and I look at every plant and see who's happy and <laughs> who needs extra love. <laughs> can't get enough. It's your happy place. It's my happy place. So if a customer were to show up at uh, Harvest Moon, do they have to have a reservation or should they try to have a reservation? So, or can they just walk in or what's no, the scoop? No, we, so we're, we in the spirit of all things sort of changing and reinventing yes. <laughs> post-COVID, right? Where a lot of, um, particularly in our world, wineries are, and marketing companies mm-hmm. are looking to uh, shift up a little bit. So certainly we uh, encourage reservations only because there's more options there. Right. But we will, uh, you know, I'm often in the taste room as the grower and the winemaker, and we don't turn people away. We will find a spot for you. And we say, if you have uh, time, we have wine. <laughs> Walk-in so, is welcome. <laughs> absolutely welcome. encourage you guys to uh, to make your reservations and come out and see us because uh, there's a lot of new fun stuff going on in wine country. Also, Olivet Road, I always tell people, that's like your one stop. You can just spend the day there. There's so many great wineries, and it's just beautiful, and it's just like its own little, you know, Valhalla (laughs) along that route. It's really wonderful. Well, Chardonnay's, Pinot's, Zins, a lot of good Zins. Yeah. Terrabella up 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 on the hill on Olivet does Russian River Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. Their cab is awesome. Um, It is a great little road, and the Russian River AVA is huge geographically and to try to tell a visitor you know where to go in different places it's hard if you start popping all over the place but all of it is a good it's a good road i do send a lot of people just that could be a full day hmm. if you were take your time and spend an hour more at each spot you can go to four or five wineries that's that's it and it's it is a great variety yeah, of wineries sure. or th- three wineries and I, what i find people are doing now is three wineries nice lunch in yeah, between have some food and hmm. then maybe you know, hit the redwoods. Yes, that's Drive a perfect coast, itinerary. Watch it sunset with with another bottle of sparkling. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's time for our fast five. Who do we have on the line now? This is Ed Morse from Ron Rubin Winery. Hey, Ed. Well, thanks for calling in. What's your fast five? My fast five is a, a simple caprese salad. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, it's delicious. So what goes into that? What are those ingredients? Very simple ingredients. It's fresh tomatoes, fresh mozzarella, olive oil, fresh basil, and then my twist, balsamic vinegar. Yes. Mm, nice kick. That okay. gives it a little body. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you, do you just assemble that on a plate? Tell us your secret sauce for that. Well, you know, the, the great thing about this is it's versatile, so you can you can cut it up on slices and you can put it on a plate or you right. can dice it up and put it in a bowl. So that's what I was thinking. To me, Either I'm going way. with like the dice up idea. Yeah, yeah I like mm-hmm. that. Okay. 
but you do it how you like it. It can't go wrong. I, I sometimes do that in the summer with those big heirloom tomatoes, mm-hmm. a big slab, and That's then the, the mozzarella, That's and then the best. and then I I also use like a reduction of balsamic. Yes. Because it just gives it so much richness. Mm-hmm. You know, olive oil is good, but the balsamic is even better. So, all you, right. You well, fancy. That's easy. Now, what do you drink with this? My favorite wine to drink with this is our Pam's Unoaked Chardonnay. That's perfect. A, perfect. That's, a that's what I would have chosen, that's too. That's a winner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we're going to put this recipe in our show notes. We're going to put the ingredients, how to make it. And people, if you can't figure out how to make it, you need to be drinking more wine. <laughs> <laughs> don't overthink it. Just yeah, don't overthink it. Keep it simple. That's the Don't idea. overthink it. Just drink it. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'll leave it to Marcy, oh, seriously. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I'm on a roll today. She's on a roll. Awesome. Thank you, Ed. Thanks for your Fast Five. You're welcome. Talk Thank to you. Bye-bye. So uh, you're feeling pretty good about the the harvest that's going to be, your, you know, what, what the yield and things will be happening this I year? I anticipate because my 22nd year doing this. Uh, because there's a lot of water and because we made it through frost season. Right. I'm, I'm knocking on plastic. Knock on Nagahide. <laughs> and uh, yeah, high, so optimally, like 2012 vintage, you had very high quality and a lot of fruit. Yeah. That's how you want it, right? right. You want to have a lot of high quality fruit. Quality. And uh so I, I expect very high quality. I expect probably pretty large clusters mm-hmm. because it rained early after the harvest in 2021. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps sets the rachis, oh, okay. which is the stem structure. Mm-hmm. And stem structures will, you know, longer stem structures will allow more more fruit to set and more more berries to set. Uh, and with the, uh, the amount of rain that we just had, I expect some pretty big berries coming out of 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 the um, flowering mm-hmm. and the sizing period. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll once, once again, let's do this. <laughs> it's so much work and it's so funny because winemakers are always, always just sound just like you. I'm so excited. <laughs> no one ever says, oh, it's going it, to be a long. It's getting in the zone. It's like, yeah. you know, August, I, I start to feel and I didn't really, and t- for the first couple of years, I didn't know it was this, in- I thought it was anxiety. Oh, yeah. But and so it was, it's sort of anxiety. An- anticipation. But, and excitement. In excitement. Yeah. And the older, you know, the more experience you become, it, it, it goes less ang- anxious and more excitement. Yeah. And you're kind of dropping into that rhythm that you should feel that. In a way, you know, you're kind of mirroring the plant. Well, certainly, I mean, we, we, it's a big bell-shaped curve. Our lifestyle as farmers, you start out January, February, okay, March, the, the grapes wake up. So you kind of wake up as a farmer. Okay. You start preparing your equipment, April, bud break. Uh, you peak in September, October, when you're harvesting the grapes and you're uh, making sure that you, if you nailed your, you know, the first eight months of, of the work, right. then you, don't worry, there's going to be opportunity as a winemaker to screw it up. So yeah. you, <laughs> you want to avoid certain pitfalls, but certainly, uh, you know, um, nailing a vintage, it, it's it's exciting. And I've only done it a couple of times, but. <laughs> <laughs> so if people come in, like you said, you're there a lot. We're there a lot. As a small producer, we only produce 2,500 cases. Mm-hmm. And that's been very similar to where I started out at. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means that I sell all my all the wine is sold through our tasting room, and our fairly robust uh, wine club for for our size, and uh, so that allows me to stay home instead of going to or coming from the airport like a lot yeah. of my colleagues are doing. Yes, I'm as a family man. I I, I made it uh, 
paramount and a, de- a proactive decision to be around for my kids. My dad worked right. a lot when he was a kid, and he, right. my, when I was a kid, he wasn't around much. And so that, and th- and also the, the other sort of upside was that I became more available to uh, to my clients. Right. And so now we're doing farm tours out at the at the winery. We're offering um, during COVID. I wanted to still connect with my clients, even though the wineries were shut down. Although Taco Bell was open, Walmart was open. <laughs> yeah, right. um, and so I wanted to connect with my clients so we could, on the property where I live, about a mile away from the winery, we, uh, during COVID, we became pretty farmy pretty quick. My daughter realized I wasn't going to say no to farm animals. <laughs> and so I'm distance learning <laughs> them Monday through Friday. Yeah. Yes. And next thing I know, we added goats and sheep. And uh, three more dogs and like sixty more chickens. Oh, brother! And I love goats. Goats are the best. Oh yeah! I, so They're goats, so man, they they irresistible. Eat, yeah. I had a forty foot by one hundred and thirty foot patch of Himalayan blackberry. It's an oh, invasive yeah, blackberry. Yes. They'll take yeah. care of that. They ate it down to the nub. Oh my gosh! And I was like, okay, forever. I'm gonna have goats. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So, anyways, yeah, farm tours are, are something that we do on the website where you can reserve. And right now it's it's with me. Uh-huh. We spin them around the dance floor, we say, out um, at the farm. And then after that, they go over to the winery and have a nice sit-down tasting with one of our wine educators and a nice local Sonoma County cheese plate. My God, that's an experience. That's it awesome. Is. That's great. And that's so Sonoma County, the farm part. You know, yeah. I'm not just wine, the whole thing. I remember when we visited you a couple of years ago, we met a couple of your wine club members. I've never met more enthusiastic and excited people. They were just great. You have such a like a loyal following. Well, your people are amazing. Your they, people. They, yeah, my people, my tribe. They, um, they well, a couple of them coined themselves the Dow Six Thousand Club because that's where the the Dow has to go for them to <laughs> consider quitting my club. And honestly, uh, you know, we we're from there. We're, we're folk. We, when you came out last, that's that's our backyard. I was born and raised there, and so. Um, you know, it, we just, we keep it, keep it real. We not fancy, uh, our background is not winemaking and we're not a, a fancy family, but we know, um, my mom taught me how to put on a good party and how to connect with people. Yeah. And that, that's I remember they came in, you knew their names. Yeah, which is rare because I have a terrible memory. Yeah, but but they just seemed <laughs> was, like it was just I was like very impressed uh, the whole vibe. I, I, what I love is in the taste room you have, and I don't know if it's still there, but you had a map of the U.S. with a pin for all the people, all the wine club members yep. across the country, and that was so cool. I mean, everywhere and oh. little clusters, and you know, in the bigger cities, it for was cool. Sure. So, it's a fun visual. Yeah, it's a great visual. I love that. I'm like a kindergartner. I. I'm best with pictures, Marcy. Uh, pictures <laughs> and pins. I, I like Marcy the always has books. I'm like, does it have pictures? I <laughs> yeah. like. I need photos. <laughs> That's how I learn. Well, it's fun to see you. It's fun to see you in person. I, this sparkling is where well, this just definitely made my morning. This well, is gonna. This is gonna have to find its way to the Costa family. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. it will. We, yes, uh, we're we're offering it now in the tasting room, and uh, we actually offer uh, specific state sparkling flights where you can come out and taste four or five of our. You know, these are 120 case lots, tiny productions. Uh, as I say, with your your production isn't that large, and so for you to be doing nine sparklings, yeah, that's... About, about 100 case lots, which yeah. is crazy. Wow, <laughs> a lot of bookkeeping. Yeah, that's super cool though. 
that's yeah, that's boutique. That's what people want to to find when they come to Sonoma County. I think. I mean, they're not going to find this on the shelf where they live. Well, I recommend you know you hit a hit a, a large winery that you maybe be familiar with back home because they do have the nice facility. Usually in the afternoon because they have good air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> two, two o'clock, make your way. Nothing over. but the best in the air conditioning. Uh, but you know, hit a couple of small guys, maybe one that you've never heard of before, and uh, a nice lunch in between. Yeah, that's what um, I do. Th- think that's the way to go. We always try to recommend mixing up the, the um, you know, your itinerary. So you maybe do one winery that has a cave because if you're going to come to wine country and it's a bucket list thing, you want to get into a wine cave, it's cool. Literally. Literally yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it smells good yeah, and the feeling is cool. It's yeah. amazing. So the smell is amazing. amazing. So you want to do one cave. You want to have one tasting where you can sit outside surrounded by gardens and something pretty. And to find a producer who is just, you know, when you go and it's a small winery and it's going to be the owner or the winemaker. I mean, that's memorable. You'll you'll never forget that experience. Yeah. Come to wine country with questions. We, yeah. you know, we... um. We were also, we were as a young staff and young crew years ago, I guess not, I'm not so young anymore, but uh, we would uh, emphasize education. Yes. Because, you know, you can be young and fun and have a, have right. a good time, but, you know, you, you want to bring learn some, something. That, yeah. People's desire to learn doesn't stop at the door because they're about to drink some wine. They're still interested. In yeah, fact, to a certain extent, they're probably more interested. Right. It's fun to know the different aspects of wine. So it's always good to learn a little something. I tried it. My mom always said you're supposed to learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> I've run out of days then. <laughs> no, I definitely learned something no, new every day. No, but that's what wine, why wine is great. You always can learn something. Mm-hmm. I love yes. that. It can be as technical as you'd like or it can be as sort of simplistic and, and broken right. down into layman's terms. But... Right. And I think that's what uh, customers um, want to know, that they're, they shouldn't come in and feel intimidated, that they don't know more. I mean, the people, the work of the wineries, you want to help them feel comfortable and, well, and understand why. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of wineries are now focusing on the experience. So, a lot, you know, people are still coming out to wine country, and they're uh, not really interested in hitting five wineries. Right. They're interested in, uh, you know, the ex- experiential aspect of it, and that's why we started offering farm tours, and, uh, you know, certainly unique uh, product line is, is important, but uh, showing people a good time and... Um, doing, you know, impromptu tours and making the facility engaging and yeah. interesting. A slower, deeper experience. Well, I mean, that's just an experience you're going to remember forever. I, I love the farm tour idea. Anything with goats. So, sold. so at some point, you, we'll need to do a field trip, and yeah. I would love to have you guys out yeah. there, and we'll put something together. And I would love that. That would be great. Are you going to do some goat cheese at some point? So we were, so we bought a, a billy goat out in December. Wow. For, and so, <laughs> the beginnings. Yeah. My, I just remember looking at my son and saying, Is that, do you have any questions? <laughs> the goats are very weird and interesting, and he, he just, he's eight. And so he's like, he, I want to know. Yeah, he just had this per- Look on his face, and so we're hoping that the gestation period with miniature Nigerian uh, oh, they're goats. The cutest, yeah, and they, they sound really fun. And they, and, I mean, as long as wind and they don't like wind or rain. North, oh, well. North Africa, they don't not used to a lot of rain. I'm with them, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so hopefully there'll be some additional uh, family coming out here real soon. But we we did that when we got the goats into in March of or April of 2020. We, um, baby was still feeding uh, off of mama and we went to the winery and grabbed a stainless cup and cleaned the teat and the kids had, a, you know, a, a gulp of this fresh, fresh milk. Fresh so milk, wow. We're not making cheese yet, but yeah. 
we I planted the seed, and they yeah. both found it just you know just mind blowing. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> this is what it should this be. This would pair great with goat cheese. Probably. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the sparkling Verdello. There's no oak on this wine, but every Verdello I've made, about five of them now, it's kind of it's sort of got this like oaky Chardonnay thing to it. That um, maybe less so the sparkling, but but the still version. Uh, it, it tastes like it's got oak on it, but it doesn't. And it's actually, if you look at the color, it's close to like this vino verde. It's got a green that tint. green tint, yeah, yes. Yeah, a little bit of green. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. This was really delicious. <laughs> Beth is mesmerized. <laughs> I, I love when I get to start mm. a day like this. Yummy. Randy, the best way for people to get in touch is through the website, or what's the deets yep, they need to the, know? Through the website at theharvestmoonwinery.com, and you can give us a call and uh, talk to Alex, or sometimes, occasionally, I answer the phone, which is scary. That's like one of my more scarier endeavors in the, in, <laughs> in the winery, because people ask questions I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. Let me ask. <laughs> Let me get someone for you. I have but, something. Uh, certainly reach out. We are available, and we would love to showcase what we're doing out there uh, here on Olivet Road in the Russian River Valley. Awesome. So um, I'm going to backtrack for just a second. When did the winery open? How long has the winery been there? So two, I left San Francisco uh, disillusioned and desperate uh, <laughs> for a, a real career in uh, 99 and came home in 2000 and I lived with my parents oh, wow. for like two weeks. <laughs> my dad was in his bathroom from just retired legitimately. I'm in mine, illegitimate. We both staring at each other. It was like, one not morning. a good plan. Yeah. This sounds like the perfect premise Something for a sitcom. So yeah. des- desperation kicked yeah. in and, and had, you know, the property where we, we grew up uh, was the property where we, we my dad had planted six acres and sold to Deloche down the road for 28 oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Never made wine himself. And my the brilliance of my mother, Virginia, said, well, why don't you – why don't you take over the farming and then, you know, it'll give you something to do. And get you out of the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get me out of my bathroom. And, uh, and that I, it took, took to me, I, 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 you know, um, being grounded, mm-hmm. uh, on the tractor with my dog and being outside. And it was a, it was a brilliant, it was, it just, it, it just felt right. And right. So for a year I farmed and made some homemade wine. And then 2002 was our first commercial vintage. So 20, 20 years, we just had our 20, um, 20th anniversary. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. Well, let's all cheers it to is that. Really, it is a really, cheers, really great ladies. spot. Yeah, I have nothing left yes, because I drank no, mine. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do some but, but I know where the bottle is, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, as Randy said, Olivet Road, the Russian River Valley, the way to go. Okay, let's see. Is there anything else? I oh, I, I The only other thing that I was going to mention is... Um, the Wine Road uh, does have a great list on our website now, wineroad.com, right on the very top. Um, we talked about it even at Harvest Moon. They love for you to make a reservation, and then they can expect you to come, and they can have things prepared for you, and you can do a more elaborate tasting. But they also welcome walk-in tasters. And so we have a list on the website of about 60 wineries now that all, you know, you can make a reservation with them, but these 60 wineries also say, you know what, we're happy to accommodate you and um, just do a, a nice tasting for you with no planning ahead. And and I think that often with wine tasting, uh, you might have a reservation at a winery you really wanted to go to, and you're going to overhear the people next to you talking about a winery they'd gone to earlier that day, and you think, oh, I want to go there. 
So, you know, you can just walk in. So check that out. And then um, we also are offering something new this year called the Wine Road Seminar Series. And that is on our website. We have one seminar a month and they're limited to 20 people. And there'll be, um, we have a sparkling seminar coming up. We have a Rhone coming up in June. We're doing a comparative Cabernet in August. I can't remember the list off the top of my head. If only I took notes. <laughs> but it's all Seven on the Seven years later, I haven't learned yet. But Take you have a notes. resource, wineroad.com. I know where to go, yeah. So go to wineroad.com and you can check out the seminar series. So that'd be cool. And I think that's kind of it. I'm so glad to see you in person. This was awesome. Yes. Nice to be in the studio. Thank you, yeah. Randy. So, long. so I will put in the show notes a link to Harvest Moon Winery where you can make a reservation and find out all about these awesome wines that Randy makes. Thank you for being our guest, Randy. Yay. So let's let's meet at the farm uh, next time, ladies. We'll do yeah. a little impromptu thing, and uh, Definitely. that would be a lot of fun. I would love to meet the goats. It would be, yeah. I would love it. We I just yes. had two baby it. sheep born, two oh. baby lambs, and I think another you know, ma- um, another mama is, uh, yeah, I think, is ready to um, to bring in new lambs. So that's exciting, too. Oh, my gosh. That Gotta is do just that. the best. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a great time of year if you were to drive out to the coast from here. There's lots of pasture land that you pass and there's lots of little baby sheep and baby goats running around the hillsides it's you know i'm constantly pulling over finding a place get my camera got to take pictures of those little babies <laughs> they're hard to resist mm. okie dokie well i'm gonna f- probably finish that off all right and then uh call okay. it a day we'll see you on the wine road cheers thank you 